Blog Talk Radio. Once again, fellas, it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome into the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. We cover it all, sports gambling, hot takes, food, music, all with a Philly flavor. And yes, we'll take your calls on the hotline. Time to get the party started. Here's your hosts, Donnie and Jeff. Hey, 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 welcome in to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. This is episode 8, and it is December 26th, 2019. I'm your host, the big man on campus, off a couple days off. Hope you all had a great Christmas holiday. I know I did. We'll talk about that in just a little little second here. Let's welcome in our co-host, Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how you doing? weekend man an absolute monster weekend i'm looking forward to it yeah should be fun uh a lot going on uh donnie um we yeah we have uh obviously the college football playoff we'll continue our yeah. bowl coverage uh tomorrow as well we get nfl week 17 college basketball will be back it's really a great time of year but before we get into that donnie how was your christmas holiday it was really good, man. It's nice just to step away, you know, not much going on. You get the family together, eat a ton of food, have some cocktails, get some presents, give some presents. It was nice, man. I really enjoyed the past couple of days. Yeah, I um, I got to tell you, my family, we don't – like, we eat uh, the Christmas Eve, but we don't really do a ton on the actual day of Christmas. I know a lot of people, like, have, like, uh, you know, the, the – the, the meal, like that Thanksgiving type of meal, but our family doesn't do that. I guess, Donnie, it's tough because, like, my, you know, my brother just got married, my sister's got a mm-hmm. serious boyfriend, so it's, you know, they're not really around, and, you know, it, it's, it, we do it a little different, I think, than most, but uh, definitely a great uh, day before the Christmas Eve holiday, uh, Donnie. Um, we had a great lobster tail and great, great meal, mm-hmm. a great, yeah. great, uh, great meal, and I've said before, my parents just moved into a new house, so um, I um, I was up there. You know, we watched you know movie that night, and it's just a mm-hmm. nice night. You don't really about worry about a ton of sports. You know, it's not a ton mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a tough day. Like if you're um, a sports fan, Christmas Eve is a tough day now because <laughs> for whatever reason, like I I guess they stopped doing the. Remember they used to do like um, bowl games at like two or three o'clock. They used to have a couple. Yes, when I was growing up, Jeff, in the nineties. There was nothing on Christmas Eve. The only thing in the 90s, like the early 90s, they would have like ESPN would have like their best of the year, and they ran on like repeat every hour. There was absolutely zero to watch. It was horrible. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I, I don't even remember them stopping that because like I think the last year they did it was like that Bahamas Bowl when everyone like lost their shit because of that wild game. And I think, I think they got a lot of complaints. Like everyone was pissed off at the, at the Christmas Eve party. So they just stopped doing it. But no way. Yeah, that's, like that's a ratings bonanza. They should get that stuff back. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually tweeted out. I think like it would be great to have a game at like two o'clock on Christmas Eve. Cause what do you do all day on Christmas Eve? Like you don't do anything. You literally just sit around and not do anything. So, yeah, the, like yeah, the, you should have them all afternoon because the perfect game is in Hawaii. You're still playing at like, you know, three in the afternoon. So that should always be the nightcap and you throw another couple games on there. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure why we don't have uh, a game. on a Every Christmas once in a while, the, I mean, I'll take what, every seven years or so, the NFL plays a full slate on, on uh, 
Christmas Eve, which is awesome. But outside of that, yeah, we need some action. Donnie, let me ask you, um, for Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, do you guys do you do like just a little thing with your like, you know, immediate family or do you have like a party or we go to usually on on Christmas Eve we go to my mom's house so that my sister will be there, my aunts, my uncles from her side of the family, and then we flip it over on Christmas Day and you know, usually my parents still come over, but it's more like my uh, wife's family will come over and stuff like that. So it's like two waves. That's one thing that I like, and I, I'll kind of get personal here, but like, that's one thing about like my life that's a lot different is like, I, I've said this like occasionally, like my, my dad has a big family. My dad has 15 brothers and sisters and yeah. there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad blood in the family. And <laughs> even in my mom's family, like some of my family lives in Europe and like, there's just, yeah. We don't we don't really have a ton of family. It's just a lot of good friends. But it's like yeah. on Christmas Eve, it's always just like me and like my immediate family. And that's one thing about getting older that when I was younger, like we always had these big parties, like actually on Christmas Eve. But it's good to have like I know when I get older, I'm gonna make sure I, I stay close to like my brother and sister, and you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to have like in laws and that kind of thing. Like we don't I don't really have any cousins or anything that I'm close to. So yeah. that's definitely kind of rough but i hope everyone had a great holiday wherever you are you know always always good thing about holidays as well Donnie. you see some great things going on on the internet you know uh people get great gifts you know gifts that aren't necessarily materialistic they're more just meaning you know like Mm -hmm. maybe a kid will you know someone will adopt them or you'll see like uh, someone get a great gift that they wanted that, that was more meaningful but always nice to see but, Donnie, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to go into uh, the college football playoff. We're going to break down these games. Uh, this is the last show that we'll have before those games. Uh, keep in mind, guys, we're not on Friday evening or Saturday evening, but we'll get over those. We'll start getting into some Week 17 in the NFL. Who's resting starters? Who's in? Who's out? Uh, some of the line moves. Donnie, I have a play I like in the NFL that I want to mm-hmm. chat with you about. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll mix in some college hoops as well. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we got some headlines. I want to kind of get into the old kind of way we did the show, Donnie. And we obviously haven't been on the air in a couple of days, and there have been some things that have went on. Uh, by the way, if you're keeping track at home, uh, Eastern Michigan is up 20-17 to 17 on Pittsburgh in the Quick Lane Bowl. That game has just come out of uh, halftime. A lot more uh, fireworks, Donnie, in this one than in that game today. I'll tell you right now, and I know you were on a winning side here. I had the winning side as well. I don't bet college football a ton, Donnie, at least this year. I've done a lot of really on a free basis. And I was looking at the card today, and I knew there wasn't any college basketball today. There's not really any tomorrow. So I thought, you know what? There's a bowl game I love. I'm going to fire in on this game. And I took La Tech. And my whole thought was I just didn't really think that Miami should be a six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite. I didn't think they were motivated. They had no weapons on offense. And outside of K.J. Osborne, they didn't have anyone. The problem is whoever they played at quarterback, it didn't really matter because none of them were good enough. But I did not think they would get shut out. What a disastrous performance by Miami today. Yeah, well, I mean, it was all – you could see it coming. And I, I know there's people out there that will say – But they get like, shut out? Well, I mean, you could, again, if, if Miami came into this football game, they had DJ Dallas and Brevin Jordan, they'd win this game comfortably. They really would. But the fact is they didn't have those guys. You can't take your top wide receiver away, your best tight end you have on your football team, and your best running back on a team that's depleted of talent, and then come into a bowl game, and the night before you're going, we don't really know who's going to start tomorrow. All weekend long I'm reading all these beat writers from Miami saying we have, you know, 
players are telling us behind the scenes, nobody cares about this football game. And I got to tell you, it might have been the easiest win I've ever had being on a team total under 28 and a half. Like my, it's, it's one thing like, oh, they had chances. Miami didn't threaten the entire football game. It might have been the easiest thing I've ever had to like sit through. Like there was never a time where I was like, oh, my God, Miami's really going to like push the needle here. It was the writing was on the wall. And then you come out a couple hours before the game where the a beat writer says, hey, look, Enos is done after this game. Nobody cared. Not a single player from Miami cared about this football game. That was the easiest money. And if you are out there listening right now and you had Miami, and I saw the line go from six and a half to seven this morning, and I'm saying to myself, what are these people thinking about, Jeff? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of vilified some people on Twitter that said that they would have made the line 12 and 13. I, I, I don't know where some of these people and, – and look, that's one of the reasons they have menial jobs in this business because they have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. But, yeah, I, I, listen, the game – I do think that, you know, there are occasional kids that I think do care. Obviously, they want to maybe kind of show the coaching staff that maybe they were better than than maybe they thought. They're, I don't know. But either way, Miami, you saw maybe could stay in the game just because you know, defensively they were pretty damn good. And, you know, then you look at it and say to yourself, I mean, this game was, Donnie, a lot of tech dudes doing this any favors. Jamar Smith was terrific in this yeah. game. I mean, yeah. and the, the interception where – Miami pitched the ball back and ended up coming back. But I thought at that point, I thought, you know what? Miami's going to probably win this game. I have a feeling I'm going to push because I got a seven. I didn't bet it until earlier today. So Mm -hmm. I got seven, and that's what I was hoping for. But I was thinking, oh, no, they're going to go down and score here. Maybe this game even goes to overtime. I got to push or something. But it it was ugly. And there was a guy on Twitter, Donnie, that bet I I wanted to bet with that Miami wouldn't get past the 50-yard line on offense. And – other than that punt re- or other than that INT return, which was aided by a turnover, I don't think they got past the fifty yard line, did they? I think in the first half, I think in the first half, Osborne returned one right around like just past midfield, but th- no, there was I'm no offensive like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, no, no, they didn't. No. Yeah, weird, uh, very odd, very poor, very poorly played, just ugly, ugly stuff. Donnie, I wanted to ask you. I, I made a tweet, and I got a lot of. I got actually a lot of good messages about this. I didn't get really any negativity mm-hmm. except from a couple of people that are just Miami stands and they love yeah. Miami. But I, I, I've kind of wanted to say this for a while. I, I mean, Miami is now back into the realm of football teams that nobody cares about that acts like people care about them. I, I've, I've made a list on it. And I, I want you to like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to add some people as well. And I want to hear what you think. Now I'm throwing in athletes as well. I don't mind that, but as far as college football teams that are incredibly overrated, it's got to be Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame hasn't won anything since, like, the 70s, anything of real major worth. I guess we, we can kind of maybe keep them out just because they did get to the college football Notre Dame's been really – you're talking about, like, teams that are, like, championship worthy because Notre Dame has had some really good teams over the past 10 years, but, but we never thought yeah. of them as winning the national championship. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess for yeah. for as – Big of a brand as they are, you would think they've yeah. done a lot more when, in retrospect. Yeah. Like, they really haven't done anything since, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, they might be at the top, Michigan. I mean, they've won yeah. Ugats, and their fan base acts like they need to be in the – why are they in the same conversation as Ohio State ever? I mean, it, it's it's never even close. They've gotten destroyed in recruiting there uh, in that football program. Uh, Tennessee, Donnie, I throw in there. Uh, Texas, I throw in there. 
Uh, Texas has had literally one legitimate good year, and that was with Vince Young. Uh, their basketball program is the same way. Um, but, Donnie, I have a couple of athletes that I want to throw in, like overrated athletes yeah. that I wonder how they're as big as they were. Phillip Rivers is obviously one big one. I mean, he is just the king, Donnie, of, like, good seasons but never does anything to ever, like, make the season matter. I mean, you would agree with that, right? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, a long time good quarterback. But that's about it. Yeah. Joe Namath, I, I've said he could. I said arguably he's the biggest, most overrated athlete of all time. Um, go look at his stats. I mean, his stats are laughable. Um, but again, he was a Broadway Joe, that that big time guy off the field. I'm done if he doesn't get drunk constantly and 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 screw Marilyn Monroe. I mean, is he? I mean. No, you're, 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 he, he, in fact, it's a, it was a different NFL back then, but let's, let's play this game, which I know me and you love, Jeff. Ready? Put Joe Namath in Kansas City. Seen the Hall of Fame? No. Of course exactly. not. Exactly. Same, 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 same thing I want to get into. Put Eli Manning in Minnesota. Seen the Hall of Fame? No. Nope. Exactly. It's a great New place. York. That's what they do. Yeah. Scotty, this one, I, I, I really want to hear your point. Because, I mean, yeah. you might think I'm crazy when I say this guy, but mm-hmm. I think he is really overrated, like just my opinion. And, again, don't jump on me, okay? Don't laugh at me. Mike Tyson. And I'm, <laughs> nah. Let me explain. Let me Go explain. Ahead. Let me explain. Yeah. Okay. He was 50 and 6 in his career, okay? Which is yeah. good, obviously. Mm-hmm. 44 came by knockout. Okay, but mm-hmm. uh, look – if you put Mike Tyson in heavyweight boxing now, would he have been that good? Look at his fights. I mean, seriously, he beat up on little out of his fifty-eight fights. You know, really I would probably up. say, Jeff. I would say now he would be a monster. But if he came along, you know, he started getting busted after he got out of jail in the nineties. Like if he would have came along five years later than he actually did. How big would Mike Tyson have been when he had to run up against all those monsters in the heavyweights? Like now, you just got a bunch of tomato cans. But back then, when he started, he had tomato cans, which is where he got his rise to fame, just knocking out the sphinxes of the world. Had no business being in the ring with him. And, and then and all of a sudden, point. that like, formidable class came in. Yeah. In his 58 fights that he has, okay, he's 58 yeah. fights, 50 wins. In those 50 yeah. wins, like out of like outside of like Larry Holmes. Look at his fucking fights. He didn't. But they were—they really were old. They were past their prime, all of them. No, and, and then he fights Evander Holyfield back to back, loses both. Yeah. Fought Buster Douglas and yep. lost as a forty to one underdog. No. And then at the end of his career, he lost to Lennox to Lewis. Mm-hmm. And and then nobody's and Danny Williams and Kevin McBride. He could be the most yeah. overrated athlete ever. Like he—he he literally. Beat up on absolute nobodies his entire career. Johnny, <laughs> you know you can make a good thing. translation. We fought the other night about it. you know Mike might be a Mike Mike translation of this Jeff with that big flash in the pan superstar. Doesn't it seem like maybe Zion has a little bit of Mike Tyson in him in a way? Yeah, I, I could definitely yeah. see it. Yeah. I I think with Zion Williams and I I'm and I said this when he came into the league. I was concerned about his weight. He is too big. He just is. And I know people think, well, he can carry it and whatever. He's going to have health problems in his entire career. I'm telling you. But, Donnie, compare Floyd Mayweather to, to mm-hmm. Mike Tyson. Look at Floyd yeah. Mayweather's tape. He's literally beaten everybody. There's like yeah. no one he hasn't beaten. Nobody. Yeah. And added the fact that he's never lost. 
Never had an off 50, night. Mm-mm. Yeah, ever. And he's fought literally everyone that's good. Yes, Everybody. Yeah. That's where Floyd no, and yeah. Mike Tyson and you were allowed Tyson to Mike Tyson. heavyweights. No, I loved it. I thought Mike, I remember we would, like, everybody would get the pay-per-view. Like, I'm sitting there in, like, you know, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, and it was the greatest thing ever. Whenever Tyson fought, it was an absolute event. And the fact that Tyson used to hold his fights in New Jersey, which, you know, Atlantic City for a while was the boxing capital of the world. He was the show, man. He was the show. But yeah, all I'm saying, when it really comes down to it, he has not beaten anybody. Not – there. Donnie, there's not one fight on his entire tail of the tape. 58. He does not have one quality win. Not one. None. It's amazing. At least Joe Namath can say, well, I won a Super Bowl. Or, um, you know, Philip Rivers can say, well, I threw for 4,000 yards a lot. What is Mike Tyson? All he can say is, I have 50 wins out of 58 fights. Oh well, Mike. Who did you beat? Well, I beat Larry. Holmes, I bet you. But yeah, I bet you his biggest win was probably when he won the uh, title from what was it, Trevor Burbick? Like, I guess that's his biggest fight. Like, at least it was a legitimate contender he took the title away from. But after that, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, and and any time Michael Mike Tyson stepped up a competition, Evander Holyfield lost, Lennox Lewis lost, and and again, you he lost as arguably one of the biggest favorites in boxing or sports history. Mm-hmm. Like, Donnie, we literally laughed because Mike Tyson lost to, to Buster Douglas. They made a 30-for-30 30 30 on the fact that he was a 40-to-1 underdog. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's what his legacy is. So, Donnie, no. let me ask you, is Mike Tyson's legacy more – Negative or positive? Definitely negative. Oh, it's right? huge. Po- no, nah, it's huge positive because he's such a star what, today. Still, but but it, but look, when you look at him though, is it more because of his antics? That was what I'm saying. Like, do you look at Mike Tyson and say, "Well, he is a glorified member of society"? Like, I look at him and I'm proud that he was a great athlete in this country. Like, most of his like fame is off of like negativity, bankruptcy. Um, you know, uh, wealth that was just destroyed. The fact that he lost to uh, Lennox or uh, to Buster Douglas. Uh, he had criminal problems. I mean, you know, I, it's funny. Like, well, like actually, when you say it, like Mike Tyson might might be as crazy as it sounds the biggest superstar in my lifetime. Like he was that he was that much of a monster right. for about a decade. The single but highest paid athlete him. and a monster was what. But do you look at him and say, how the hell does he become what he is? Because he is ah, not the most really, average. Not really. But he's the most yeah, average. But, yeah, but he, he, he's, he did something that no boxer has ever done before. I mean, he came on the scene and annihilated people. Nobody ever did that. That's why he was such a big superstar. Like, they love to go to Atlantic City, pay $15,000 to sit ringside, and him blow through a guy in 30 seconds. That was the, that was the coolness about Mike yeah. Tyson. So, again, we're just making it clear, though. But you would agree he's extremely overrated, right? Oh, he's overrated as an athlete, yes, but not as a superstar. He's, like, one of the biggest I've ever seen. But as a a pure, like, you're going to see Tiger Woods, you're going to see Michael Jordan, that's not Mike Tyson. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Like, so you don't put him in, like, like, he's not even close to Floyd Mayweather, right? No, 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 on a on a skill level competition, no. But if you're just saying as no, a, but even like, like an icon, he's monstrous. No, no, no. He's Tyson was way more popular than Floyd Mayweather. You you think? 
Everybody, I'm telling Jeff, everybody loved Mike Tyson. Nobody like Floyd Mayweather has like his 10,000 fans in Las Vegas and then nowhere else. But Mike Tyson was he was a global phenomenon, man. That's why they used to fight. Like he goes to Buster Douglas in Tokyo because Tokyo probably threw an extra 25 million bucks to get him to go there. I mean, he was unbelievable. I'm talking like the that's 80s, making 50 million fights. You think he's – that's interesting. I, see, I guess – I mean, maybe because, again, like I was fairly young when Mike Tyson yeah, was yeah. popular. But I don't know. But Floyd Mayweather is pretty damn – pretty huge, dude. Like, No, he, he is. Know, but, be- I mean, I, like it, when it was just like pay-per-view, like in the 80s, like I just could remember like asking like whose dad was getting the fight. And like we barely could fit in the living room to watch the fight. It was like, it was like that, you know, it was just wild, man. He See, just, that's how that whole me. like eight, late eighties was amazing with Mike Tyson. See, that's how it was for me when I was yeah. younger. I remember when I was in high school, we would buy Floyd Mayweather's fights, and it, it was, yeah. it was very similar. I think they're kind of on similar levels. Uh, Donnie, a couple other quick stories here. Yep. Uh, there's something good that came out of the giant season. Um, Marcus Golden, who is a linebacker, uh, earns a million-dollar bonus, Donnie, after the NFL decided mm-hmm. to correct a stat where basically um, he was given a half sack on Dwayne Haskins, uh, and he missed out on a big-time bonus. Uh, well, he would have because he's still playing now. But, yeah. no, they, they, I, I know what you're talking about. But he – I guess the point I'm saying is, like, he didn't, he, now he doesn't have to worry about getting that last sack yeah. uh, this week. Um, yeah. I, I think this is how he got it. So good for him. I – I actually didn't know he was this good a player. Uh, Double-digit sacks for him is pretty impressive. Million bucks. It's not like it was $20,000, Donnie. Uh, million bucks, that, that's tough to swallow, especially if you come up just kind of a half uh, a sack short. Yeah, I remember the Eagles did this with Donovan McNabb. I want to say when they clinched a buy, maybe 2002 or 2003, McNabb had a player clause that gave him like $1.5 million if he started like, I don't know, 15, something really like 15 and a half games, which means you needed all 16 games. And they wouldn't let him play in the last game, but they still guaranteed the bonus. They gave him like a $100 million contract after that. I don't understand. To be honest with you, Jeff, I don't understand why teams put performance clauses in contracts because I think it tends to promote like individuality. But it's nice when a team, like, because even though the NFL corrected, a lot of the times, if you're a good teammate, and you come up a half short, they'll be like, you know what, you get the bonus. And, you know, it's the right thing to do. But I don't understand why teams put those type of clauses in. I don't. Yeah, it might be time to do away with them for sure. <laughs> uh, one other thing, Donnie, uh, Sixers, they went on um, mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Uh, they bought the Milwaukee Bucks, who uh, you could argue are the best team in the uh, NBA. Does this paper over at the cracks for you, Donnie? Or do you look at this and say, wow, I'm very impressed by this? Or are you saying, wait, let, let's win – two weeks straight and let's beat good teams and let's not lose the heat at home. And, and, you know, Utah at home, uh, were you overly impressed with this? Because keep in mind, I mean, Sixers were outscored 36, 21 in the second half. If you give that two more minutes, that game could have been interesting. Uh, they do, uh, shoot a ton of threes. They make a ton of threes. Um, Giannis Atenacupo did not play a great game. Um, they're still without obviously, um, um, point guard uh eric bledsoe are you happy with this win obviously you are it was is a paper over the cracks though this team still has issues long term yeah it was it was a nice win in a game that really meant nothing to either team so i mean if we're looking from a fan perspective yeah it's fun beating them but get into a playoff round if the they have home court advantage 
I'm, I'm not even just trying to be a hater. Like the, the Bucks win four to one in a, in a seven game series against the Sixers. I, I think a lot of people even agree on that. Unless the Sixers play out of their mind and hit 21 threes when they average 10 a game, then the Sixers yeah. have a chance. But I, I'm, I'm not even like taking this as like, oh, that's that's one you can remember like in the playoffs. The NBA season's so long. As long as Giannis is healthy and that Bucks team is somewhat healthy, they're going to blow the Sixers out in the playoffs. Just, they just yeah, don't. and I think. And I think that's the concern here with this team. I mean, you know, and what this team, the Sixers have these like truthers that like have to like, everything has to be the Sixers are on the up and up. We're fans. We love this team. You know, at the end of the day, and and I saw people like on Twitter, you know, I'm glad all the negativity will shut up after this performance. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, again, you're papering over the cracks and eventually uh, they will have to meet their maker because you and I both know, Donnie, this team is not going to beat the Bucks four times. They need something random to go on, like making 10, you know, 15 threes or whatever they made yesterday to win the 21. game. I mean, Giannis, they made 21 threes. Yeah, wow, 21. I didn't even know it was that much. <laughs> uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, if he – I mean, he had a terrible game. And they still only lost by 12. I mean, that's how good the Bucks are. But if you think this you, team can actually – Compete with the Bucks in a four, you know, to win four and five games in a row. Come on, man. Now you're, and here's the funny thing is, is I'm driving my uh, daughter to dance class in the afternoon. I'm, I'm listening to the radio, Jeff, and one host is on the air saying, "What, like, what do you think about the Sixers? Are they behind where they're supposed to be? Are they right where they're supposed to be? Are they ahead of they're supposed to be?" I only got to listen to two callers on the show. Both of them said the Sixers are ahead of where they're supposed to be. Man. And I shake my head, going, "They're four, they're the." Fourth seed in the East. If I bank the Sixers as ahead of the curve, Jeff, they're twenty-seven and five in the first seed. How could no, like, I can even you. see? I can like, even see Jeff. If somebody goes, well, they're about where I thought they were for the town on the team. I say, oh, you know what? I don't really agree. I think they're still behind the curve. But the fact that the only two callers I heard were like, yeah, they're a little bit ahead of the curve. I'm saying, what curve are we working on? You're supposed no, to be the best you. team in the East. I guess I feel like I'm hearing things like with fans all the time, and I maybe I'm just like being a negative like Scrooge or something. But I, I guess I don't understand like where on earth this team is ahead of the curve. Like I, I, I just don't get it. Like what about them is ahead of the curve? If, if nothing thir- ahead of the curve is like you like you roll like you're beating Milwaukee blind, and like you say, oh man, the Sixers are running away with the East. Like that's ahead of the curve, right? I mean, this is a team that we we could throw into what we were just talking about, like overrated fans that are like think they're a lot better than they are. Like at least the Eagles can like say, well, we won a Super Bowl. The Sixers in my lifetime, Donnie, have not won fucking anything, nothing. They've been proverbial losers. My one run to the life. finals in one. One run. They well, yeah, you and, win the title. You win the title in night. This is the NBA now. You win the title in 83. You get to the finals one time from 83 all the way to 2019 and, or 18. And, and I'm not trying to be like the guy that's negative all the time, but I will be negative here. If Reggie Miller doesn't get injured in the first round, who knows what happens. If Vince Carter makes that shot in the ECF, you know, obviously they don't get – I mean, obviously a lot of things have to go the way. But, Donna, you and I both know that, like – the best run over the last like 40 years was a run to the finals in a finals that we lost four to one in, and no one gave us any shot to win it. That's our yeah. consolation prize. Sixer fan. When did we become like 
this fan base is the most delusional group of imbeciles I've ever seen. And I'm not a part of it. I love the Sixers, and I want them to win. But you and I have to agree, and we I love that we agree. This team is not like Yeah, but we see the future, though. We see, like, you can be a fan and root all you want. Like, I'm an Eagles fan, diehard Eagles fan. I know where this season's going, Jeff. You know where this season's going. But it's fun, but you can also still have the expectations of being like, I'm going to enjoy it, but we're not going anywhere. Like, people are saying, like, oh, if like, Tobias Harris gets hot, Jeff, we can really make it. No, yeah, no, you really can't thing, because like, you know what happens every time. You get into the playoffs, and our coach is going to be on a lower spectrum than the coach on the other sideline every single time yeah. we line up in the playoffs. That's like having Jason Garrett on your sideline every game. You're like, you know what? We have a lot of talent, but God damn well, we do actually, stupid things. Actually, like the only time we wouldn't have the adv- disadvantage was if, like, we played like Luke Walton and the Kings. Like, that would be the only way <laughs> we wouldn't have the advantage, you know. But outside of that, yeah, we pretty much have the like, disadvantage. Like, like honestly, God, like the Celtics change up their team as long as they have Brad Stevens and a somewhat formidable cast. We're, we're not beating the Sixers aren't beating the Celtics. It's how crazy is that coming into the season? Ha oh, no, And you lost Al Horford, and you picked up some guy who's just a stat stuffer from Charlotte. And I'm looking at this team going, they're going to beat the Sixers again. <laughs> they have, by the way, keep in mind the Sixers have no bench either. I, I got a lot of shit. I said the Celtics are going to win the East. Like before the season started, I got a lot of shit for it. What are you talking about? How can you be a Sixer fan and pick the Celtic? Well, I don't know because tr- the pro- trust the pro. And I guess if 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 and I kind of want to talk about the Sixers for a second. If you think like obviously the Sixers are so bad that I guess just getting to the playoffs and being kind of relevant is I guess the win. But if you actually think this team can win the NBA Finals, I, I have a a bridge to sell, or I have a beach house to sell you in Nebraska. Kawhi will knock them stiff again in the final if they beat them, man. Come on. Donnie, listen, let's play a quick game here, okay? Um, Let's go down the NBA standings as far as playoff caliber team. Yeah. Tell me me what's the likelihood of 100% that they beat the opponent. Okay. Let's do the East. Bucks, what's the chances? Zero. Yeah, like 20%. Like a legit 20%. Five to one, uh, five to one favorite Milwaukee. Yeah. Celtics. Probably let's go a little third. I would say a little bit high. So we'll go with sixty forty in that third. I don't think they can win. See, I would say like set like seventy five twenty five first. Uh, I'm a, We might disagree here. I think the Heat. I think the Heat would beat them in a seven game series. I don't know. I think I, I think the Sixers would get to the Heat. Raptors. If the Raptors are, like, healthy, the Raptors try yeah. to beat the fucking six. Agreed. <laughs> uh, okay, now here, this is, this is one. The Pacers with Oladipo. Keep in I mind think the Sixers still get by. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I like their team, too. I think the Sixers could still get by the Pacers. I mean, because a healthy five, it's Sabonis, Turner, Oladipo, Brogdon, and mm-hmm. whoever their yeah. three is. Yeah. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Um, so there's five or six teams that would beat. Is that is that what you? So if you're ranking them, you rank them: Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, Heat. Yeah, I, th- I think eight. the Bucks and the Celtics would be favored to if to, to me. Now I'm not even talking about Vegas line. Just to me, I would the Bucks and the Celtics. The Sixers have the most problems with. I okay. think they could beat the Heat, Pacers. I do think they can beat the Raptors, but a healthy Raptors team, Nick Nurse coaching, they probably just give the Sixers hell because Joel Embiid's probably going to miss. 
two or three games in the series for some odd reason. Okay, Clippers, no way. Uh, no, they can't be. No, they can't be the Lakers either. Nuggets, no way. No, they don't be. Yep, the, the Sixers playing in the elevation out there. Yeah, good luck in the fourth quarter, Sixers. Thanks. You can, can you picture Joel and B, Jeff, in the fourth quarter playing three games or four games out there. Come on, man. Rockets. No, they can't beat the Rockets. No. I, I hate to say it, Dallas. No, <laughs> they'd be close. I think Dallas might be a little bit too young. Luka Doncic and Porzingis are better than Simmons and Embiid combined. Yeah, I'm a, I don't know if they have enough chops yet to do it. The other team's got some chops, man. I hate to tell you, I do not want to play Utah. <laughs> and that fucking defense, they just wear you down. Donovan Mitchell's got a chip on his shoulder. Rudy Gobert can guard Embiid. Mm-hmm. I don't think they mm-hmm. need the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it could be right. You, they could they could beat Portland probably. Yes, yeah, I think they could beat Portland. But at OKC, they could beat OKC, yeah. Okay, so there's like five or six teams. So basically, we're in retrospect, there's eleven or twelve teams that the Sixers probably wouldn't. That would give the Sixers serious problems. Yeah. Now again, I, I tell you right now, if the Timberwolves somehow got into the playoffs, they could. Get, I bet they would give the Sixers trouble in a seven game. Yeah, but they ain't gonna beat the Sixers. Like, it's, Seven game, like beating the healthy like Lakers in a seven game series, could get. Oof. I guess I'm just saying, like, how many, yeah. how many teams like in the NBA would I actually pick the Sixers over? And like yeah, a lot of hard. these teams, I think, I think a lot. I mean, tell me Brooklyn wouldn't give the Sixers problems in a. Yeah, the Sixers problems last year. Yeah, with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> they had no bigs. They had no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving? Did, yeah, D'Angelo Russell out there and a bunch of uh, fat, like, backups, and they're knocking down threes left and right, beating up on the Sixers. I remember tweeting out, like, I hope the Sixers lose the series because then Brett Brown would be gone. But, of course, they won, and the truthers out there, and, well, one bounce against Kawhi and, uh, you know, the Raptors could have been different. Well, that's good. And then you're going to do it again this year. I, you know it's coming this year, right? They'll lose uh, round two, seven games. Oh, man. Brett gave it his all. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well. If he doesn't get fired this year, I don't know what I'd say. I'm, I'll drive down there and, and force it yep. out. Uh, let's go. Let's take a quick break here, Dottie. We'll get to some calls mm-hmm. right after this. See some people waiting. If you want to chime in, five one five six zero five nine three four nine. Call the show now. We want to hear from you. Five one five six zero five nine three four nine. When we come back, uh, we'll go into some college football playoff stuff, and we'll start talking a little uh, Eagles, Giants. We'll talk. I actually have a Donnie. I want to throw out a play on Dallas and Washington. Um, we got some other stuff as well. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for fresh opinions on sports, sex? culture, food, and more? Well, it's time for you to go check out our friends at PubSearchRadio.com. From podcasts to blogs to live content and radio, live in the heart of San Antonio, PubSearch Radio provides plenty. They have terrific soccer, UFC, and niche topics, too. Leave it to me. Leave it to my opinion. The Big Men on Campus. I co-sign PubSearchRadio.com. And you can also check out people like me, Dottie Wrightside, Ski Profit, and more. Check out the newest in opinions in all the blog culture, PubSearchRadio.com. 
BlogTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast, uh, Donnie, uh, before we get into the phone calls. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet that made me laugh. Um, last night, uh, during the Laker-Clipper game, uh, our favorite friend, Vegas Dave, was spotted by um, <laughs> people. Uh, and, you know, Donnie, you've given me shit. People have given me shit. But you got to look at the guy, and you have to say to yourself, Probably ain't bad being him. I mean, let's be real, Donnie. The guy's a pretty damn good marketer. And I'll tell you, everything he does just – he reminds me of – and I, I'll say this. He reminds me of when those um, Jersey Shore kids are coming up and just the walking brands that they were. And I'm telling you, he's turning himself into a major brand. Now, look, we all know um, as far as a handicapper, he's laughable. I mean, he's a scam artist. We all know that. But – it looks like the money, Donnie, continues to roll in for Vegas Dave, and now he's got this beautiful woman on his side. Again, um, I know we can all make jokes that, oh, he probably pays her to hang out with him. At the end of the day, there's got to be some likability to him uh, because she's still with him. She's going out and saying, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. Um, again, a lot of people pay for women in general. Just because you don't give her money doesn't mean you're not. Some some chicks just like the you know company company of having a guy that can take care of her. Um, Donnie, throw out like the negativity. You got to respect the guy for what he's been able to create as a brand. It doesn't look like he's struggling very much. No, I got to I got to well, like dip into his finances because it's got to be like a trust fund or maybe he you know hit a scratch off lottery ticket because I don't know anybody anytime anywhere who ever bought any of his nonsense plays. And if they did buy it one time and saw what he gives out, would never buy again. So I like I know it's a lot. Well, well you know, this the PayPal and stuff. Well, there's a lot of ways you can manipulate that and do a lot of things yourself. I, I don't know. I never met anybody. I never talked to anybody. I have no idea who ever singularly bought his pick one time and everybody laughs at him. So I don't know where his money comes from, but I'd be surprised if it's coming from you know actual gambling at this point. Well, I mean, keep in mind, Vegas Dave has you know hundreds of thousands of followers on on twitter you know you, you figure if he can just convert you know a Were they real though by, like did you can you run like a, 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 a uh yeah that's true um uh, he has um i he has me blocked on twitter so i can't see how many followers he has but i'm sure yeah. he, let's say he has a hundred thousand followers mm-hmm. if he could just yeah. convert in or, or two hundred thousand whatever if he could just convert 500 to a thousand of them um, you know, at, at, at two, three hundred bucks a month. I mean, he's making money. Keep in mind, he also did win, I think, two and a half million dollars on the Royals to win the World Series. He won over two million on the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you got some big futures out there on some UFC stuff. Plus, I'm sure he got paid pretty well to be in that Showtime thing. But, I mean, Donnie, the guy has, I mean, those Birkin bags he has, Don, Donnie, some of those Birkin bags are $300,000 bags. I mean, he sits courtside at every, um, you know, um, Lakers. Yeah, that, and that's, that's that's the funny thing. Like, I think like his money probably came from like family somewhere. Is what I'm assuming. From what I understand, like, no, there's no, like, no. He's got sixty nine thousand followers on Twitter, but like when I look at it, like he'll put 
like a video out and it's got like 1,800 views, like we do that with ease. Like you put a video out yesterday, 2,000 views. Like nobody's reading yeah. this. Nobody cares about it other than like he actually gets – he's actually getting a little bit more pub now because of the girlfriend, you know, wearing barely any clothes and people like to look sure. at that. But when you look at overall, like what he does, like uh, this one video, I don't know, December 25th, $49 week Christmas special. And he got four likes, Jeff, out of sixty nine thousand followers. I, is that even possible? Yeah. yeah, I listen. I don't know what he's doing. It wouldn't surprise. I mean, he he's living like he's running a Ponzi scheme of some sort. Like that's the kind of life he's living. Like he's living like like a Nevin Shapiro type. Like he's just like going out and doing all this like stuff. He's got all this money and all these places. You got to figure at some point, some sort of, uh, something's going to come out about him, but let's hit the phone lines and we're not going to talk about Vegas Dave all night. Uh, let's go to, uh, Guan White is on the air. Go ahead. How you guys doing tonight? Guan, what's good, good. man? Doing pretty good. Um, I caught the, uh, before I ask, uh, ask you my question, um, I caught the conversation between Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather. And the thing is, I'm pretty much in the middle of you guys age-wise. Um, so I've seen, you know, a little bit of both. And mm-hmm. I agree with Jeff and, and you too, Donnie. Like, like Jeff, like, trust me, like, Floyd to me is, like, he was always in good shape, never drank. He fought the best and, and all that. And, and I agree with you. Like, I mean, he, as far as, like, being a better boxer, I mean, hands down, it was just – but like Donnie said, it was just crazy. Like, when you would see him working out with, with the late Customato, I mean, this dude is, like, 16 years old. He looks like he's 28, 30 years old, and he was the monster. And, and like you said, like, I would, I would have Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather parties all the time, but when I would grow up and my uncles would get fucking Tyson fights, I mean – People were scared to go to the bathroom because they would miss it. So I see both sides of you of of y'all's argument, but it's just like I said. I mean, Floyd's a better boxer, hands yeah. down. But as far as just like the the like aura superstar, like Mike Tyson was just bar none. Like he was yeah, just I, like he was kind of like a Dennis Rodman type type yeah, figure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like crazy. No, I'm. I definitely hear you. I, I'm never going to tell you that I don't think he's a superstar. I, I get that 100%. I know he was very famous. I guess I'm just saying, like, with when you really look, like, down into the bare nuts of what Mike Tyson did, it, it's very bare. I mean, as far as, like... No, no, you're you're you know, right. Like, what I'm saying, like, I, I know he was a superstar. I get that, I 100%. But I, again, I look at him, a, like, if you look at Joe Namath, Joe Namath, when it really... He's a lot like Eli Manning. When you really look at what they've done... They're not Hall of Fame careers, let's say, but again, due to their larger than life or they're in a great sports city or they're just nuts. Like if Mike Tyson didn't have tigers and like was constantly like a mess outside of the ring, um, you know, there's, I mean, hundreds of boxers. Or if he was a middleweight, let's just say, you know, like the Marvin Haglers of the world, those Sugar Ray Leonard's, if he wasn't that guy that just, and because we've never seen anybody step into the ring. Like even anyway, like Guam brings up a good point. Go back on YouTube and watch like his amateur fights. And you're like, who is this kid? He was 18 years old, knocking out grown men for fun. It was amazing. Yeah. You're, you're right. I thought about, I was like, damn, who did he, who did he really beat? That was like, you know, in their prime or who was good because like you said, he didn't beat Lennox Lewis. He didn't beat Holyfield. He didn't beat, you know, I mean, I say he got beat by Buster Douglas, but yeah, he was just, you know, one of those players, like you said, like one of those people, like getting in fights at Dapper Dan and the 
early nineties, like I mean, just just crazy stories. Like it's just you know, so that's probably what you know just made him larger in life. But uh, but my but my question is, uh, uh, who do y'all guys like against Ohio State and Clemson Saturday? Yeah, yeah we were we were just gonna get into this, and this would be a good mm-hmm. time to do it. We'll do that one first. You know, I I'm gonna keep saying this. I, I think it's a really tough game as far as the side. Yeah, I think. You know, to, to, for, for these people that are going to come out and tell you, like, I think I have something that will, you know, is better than the other. I, I mean, they're both very similar. They have great quarterbacks. They both have a ton of skill position talent. Um, d- defensively, I, I, I tell you, I lean Clemson just because I'm a little concerned at Ohio State's secondary. They haven't played particularly good the last couple of weeks. I, I think Clemson will obviously use the fact that, you know, Dabo continues to say that they've really been respected this year and uh, that kind of disrespect stuff. I think that will go a long <laughs> way for them. Um, but um, I, I think it's a tough game, Donnie. Uh, what about you? I know you like No, I love it. I can't wait. Like, I'm really looking forward to 8 o'clock. Like, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. We'll break down the LSU game in just a little bit. But this is like the Showtime game. Do you know what, actually, because I like Clemson all along. But now I'm here, like, did you have to ask Justin Fields? And what's he saying? Like, uh, I'm like 80% red. I don't like to hear that at all. He's still going to have a brace on that knee. He's not going to be full gas, like, blast off like he was in the first part of the season. And you saw, even when they played Wisconsin, how it really affected him. That little 20% where now you got a Clemson defense that's fast, ultra elite, where maybe he was able to sidestep somebody and be able to get up the middle for 10 yards. Maybe he can't do that now. I will say, Guan, um, the, the, the concern I also have, though, with Clemson is, I mean, this is the first, like, really good team by a wide margin Clemson's going to face. I mean, I, I know they're generally very good in these spots, and Donnie makes some good points, and that's why I'd ultimately lean with Clemson. But, you know, the whole, like, we're underdogs thing is well, you're not underdogs because you're favorites in a game. Um, yeah, I, I lean Clemson. I, I think they'll find a way, but – um, I have no interest in betting on this game. I think it's a total toss-up. I think, I think it's a coin flip every single time. Yeah, I, I just, I really, I'm really uh, interested to see, like I said, both offensive lines against their each other's defenses because, like, I just wanted to see how they do because they both are pretty good in that area, and I want, I want to see, you know, the big uglies go at it. I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, you have. I mean, as as we said, I mean, you have playmakers just everywhere. I mean, yeah. J.K. Dobbins and Justin Ross and and Key Higgins. Etn and, and Dobbins, it's so much fun. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun yeah. day. I mean, as as Donnie said earlier, I mean, it's it's really one of those Saturdays where you go out, you, you get some good pizza, you get you get some beer, whatever you drink, and yep. you sit back at four, you watch that game, then you come right back. Watch till eight. You know it, it's it's special. So yeah, should be fun, Guan. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, appreciate it. But uh, y'all take care, guys, and um, I'll talk to you guys later. Awesome. Now, hey, Guan, uh, Guan White. Before you go, uh, your son. I know you have a son. Uh, did he have a nice Christmas? Yeah, no, he did. He uh, he because uh, like I said, he 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 is very blessed because he uh, his birthday is on the 14th and he he gets Christmas gifts. So. He has stuff galore and shoes, toys. So yeah, good Christmas, man. It was really, really good. Hey, Guan, your your son. Um, does he like when he opens gifts? Does he like open the gift and just throw it and like open another gift? Or does he like thank? Okay, like. If he gets a gift, does he like like? Let's say he gets like something he wants, like a, I don't know, a, a Batman or something. I don't know. 
does he like say, Oh, this is great. I love this thing. And like, what, look at it. And then like, Oh no, no, he does. Like he's very appreciative because it was funny because, uh, I had a good dad moment. Cause like I said, me and his mother are split up. So my birthday gift to him was the last one. And we opened it. He was like, Oh man, this is what I really wanted. Thank yep, you, daddy. Yeah. I'm like, you're welcome, son. You know? So I was like, well, there you go. So I'm not a, I'm not a parent. I know both you are. And I don't want to offend anyone here, but shout out to all of you wretched parents that you're, I see all these kids on Facebooks and Instagram feeds everywhere. They open a gift, they throw the gift and start opening another one. Shame on you people for teaching those kids to act that way. There's kids that don't even have a fucking meal to eat, and your kid's getting to every fucking gift known to mankind, and he throws it like it's nothing and just opens another one. And then bitches nah, just get what he that, wanted. You just have to teach him, man, because what I try to do, and his mother does too, is we make him like just something simple, like go to uh, the Dollar General or the Dollar Tree and get something for his grandparents or myself. Like, right. like for example, he, he knows my, my mother loves – chocolate so he went to the dollar tree and got her uh hershey's kisses and he wrote it he wrote on there and he Mm -hmm. bought it for him so so we always try to teach him like to give back to and also appreciate his stuff because like i said not everybody is blessed as he is yeah no that's a great great point man good stuff uh thanks guan have a great uh, day man appreciate it all right you too buddy y'all take care Uh, Donnie, uh, by the way, um, uh, that, that brought me to my next, uh, point. Yes. Um, my mom commented on your, uh, family and uh, how mm-hmm. gracious they were to come to the party. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, my mom, whenever we have a, a Christmas party, she, she gets gifts for like all the kids uh-huh. and, uh, yep. she made a point, Donnie, that your, your daughter was very uh, happy about her gift. Oh, um, she loved it. So, yeah. She's so surprised. Yeah. I wonder what Santa's going to get me and. You know, she's eight yeah, years old, and again, like a lot, like it's not a simple thing around the holidays. Like, and Jeff will tell you, like on a Saturday, two hours and fifteen minutes, and we're like, yeah, we're in. Like, it's not like, ooh, Jeff, you know, it's kind of long to get after. Like, no, we enjoy being around Jeff's yeah. family, and that's why we drive over two hours and have a great time, and then drive two hours home. It's like, man, that was yeah. really fun, as opposed to, ooh, that was a long day. I don't know if we should do that again. Yeah. No, like that's what we do. You know? No, no, it's great. Yeah, no. It's, shout out to all you people that. St- teach your kids how to be normal humans. Yes. We, yeah. we have a, I, I mean this, we have a horrible, and no, it's not funny, Donnie. We have a terrible problem in this country and it is young people. I mean, young people are at a crossroads, right? Now. I'm telling you, if you were born in the last 15 years, I am concerned considerably for the future of this country with some of the, I mean, there are so many bad mischievous kids that are not parented correctly and it, it's sad it goes down to just like teaching your kids like be nice to other people and, and shit like that i mean i know that not everyone's like really nice and great but there's a lot of bad kids uh, kids are a lot worse than when i was younger uh by the way donnie uh, we we're mm-hmm. just talking about vegas dave uh, if anyone wants to play on at home a uh, vegas dave tonight had uh 325 units oh on the net money line uh, keep in mind they lost ninety four eighty two to the New York. Knicks. Were they favored? Uh, he, he, they were. They were seven point favorites, and he also told <laughs> his clients. He also told his clients to bet uh, the Nets minus seven um, uh, for twenty five units, and that you were to buy a point, Donnie. Um, and they. <laughs> that sounds again, like a guy we nine. know that's buying points like locals. So hmm, Jesus. 
Listen, if you're so basically, so he had three hundred. So he the, you've lost close to what six seven hundred units tonight, whatever that means. Uh, he lost his customers three hundred fifty units of profit. Well, if he, he bet, how many units did how many units did he bet on the money line for the Brooklyn Nets? Three hundred twenty-five. Well, that means he lost at least over six hundred. Then, if they were fair by seven, right? Uh, true. That's that's a good point. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, basically he lost about fourteen percent of his overall bankroll uh, on one uh, on one game or two games. Jesus Crazy. Hey, keep in mind, Donnie, the Knicks beat the Nets. The Knicks, an eight and twenty four team. They yeah, beat I just saw that was like, that's like yeah, that's like a nineteen eight nineteen ninety one score, ninety four to eighty two too. Jeez, yeah, I mean they had eighty two points the Nets. They barely broke 80 in an NBA game. Um, by the way, Dad, let's go through one more uh, one more of these games, and then we'll get into some NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, th- I believe I have a special caller calling in just a little bit. Uh, LSU and Oklahoma. Talked about this the other night. Keep in mind, Oklahoma is going to be without Ronnie Perkins. Big loss for them. The other two guys, Ramondre Stevenson and Trayvon Bridges, they're not real important. They don't really play a ton. Um, but – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may not play, which is obviously a big loss. I'll continue to say it. I think it's too many points. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to be in the position to win this game late. I don't know if they'll do it, but I got 14 on this one. I was hoping for it. Uh, as I said the other week, um, Donnie, I think Oklahoma will play, or LSU will be obliged to play in a shootout. I don't think defensively they're very good, and I think they've shown over this year that they have no problem doing that. I love Joe Burrow. I think those guys are terrific. But I have to wonder, Donnie, at some point, does all this outside stuff get to Joe Burrow at some point? You have to wonder. I mean, it hasn't, but this is the biggest stage yet. He's won the Heisman Trophy. He's going to be the number one pick. Does At some point, does he get any flustered at all? I guess I also worry as well, Edward Ron against Lincoln Riley. It's not exactly a fair fight there. Um, I'm telling you. I would not be surprised if Oklahoma win this football game. I think they're really good. I think defensively they're much better than they were last year. Uh, And I think the loss of Hilaire, if he doesn't play, I think that makes this a lot closer of a football game. Because you know, Donnie, when you're a quarterback of that level and you don't have a a Edwards Hilaire, that's a big-time loss. I think this is way too many points. I'm starting to come around to it, you know, on Oklahoma. And I'm actually starting to think that LSU got extremely lucky, Jeff, that they're playing Oklahoma round one and not Ohio State or Clemson, because you're absolutely right. This isn't Joe Barrow is sensational. We know that they're wide receivers chasing Jefferson. They are sensational. We get that. But you're talking about a running game, Jeff, that's built with Edwards Hilaire, six and a half yards per carry, roughly 100 yards per game. And basically, if you just rounded up 1,300 yards on the season to go with Joe Burrow. So every time you hand it off, you're mashing, which means your play action is outrageously good. And then you take it away because when you're looking at a high-level SEC team or a high-level, you say, you know what? It's not going to matter. Where do you see this backup? Well, when you're over 1,000 yards more as the starting tailback than the backup, that is going to hurt you. And for like, I saw Ed, and thank God I love Ed Orgeron because he's actually honest. Oh, God, he, he hasn't even practiced yet. We'll, we'll get him out there and see what he does. And then you talk to Joe Burrow. Boy, he looks great yeah. out there. And you just got told he never he hasn't even practiced yet. That is major because I don't care. Athletes and their hamstrings 
They have no idea. I'll be fine. I'll play. You know what that means, Jeff? Three carries. Ooh, something's not right. I'm going to sit on the sideline. That is a major loss for LSU. I've also heard, and again, I, I'm not trying to like say I'm a doctor or anything, but Donnie, I saw Joe Burrow at a press conference today or the other day. He did not look particularly healthy. <laughs> what was he? Did he have the were you like the dark eyes, like around the eyes and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he, he looked like <laughs> no, like I guess he's six, and he looks like pretty. Like, no, I'm telling you, I saw him do an interview the other day in like a hoodie and like, man, I don't know if like yeah. LSU should have been like, Hey Joe, you're going to be on national TV. You better like you White know, hood. present <laughs> like he just woke up on the, like, Whoa, he does look a little rough. Yeah. It's funny. You bring that up. It's weird. I, again, I mean, you, you just <laughs> mentioned it with Justin Fields. I, I'm just really like, I'm really surprised that this number is where it is. And from what I've noticed, I mean, the public loves LSU in this game, loves them. Because what do we know about Oklahoma? Oh, well, they scored points. No defense, they, and I, they almost top. lost to Baylor. This is actually, Donnie, the spot that I've looked to bet against Oklahoma in all year, yeah. where they're kind of a too big of a favorite, yeah. and they don't get the job done. This is just too many points. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I would bet this at 10.5, personally. If I'm getting double digits, I'd be taking it with, with, with Oklahoma here. And keep in mind with Oklahoma, this is a team that um, you know isn't an underdog very often, but um, in fact, they, didn't, they weren't an underdog all season. They've only been an underdog, Donnie, four times over the last three seasons. Um, they're 3-1 and one as an underdog, and they've, uh, you know, they, they've gotten the job done in these spots. So I'm interested. Give me Oklahoma. Um, as I said, I think they're going to be in a position to win this football game. I really, really am. I think this is a lot like the Alabama game. I think it, it comes down to the wire. I, I think both offenses are going to go back and forth. I'd go over, and I would go with Oklahoma. I think it's like a, I don't know, 45. Over 75, 40. over 76. Wow, yeah. Actually, I'm the, I put out a video a while ago. And one of those actually included Miami just getting beat in the beat outright in versus Louisiana Tech a couple weeks ago. I actually had the under in this game seventy six, just figuring every single thing has to go correct in this game to go over. And that was the only reason why I took the under. Yeah, I think it's gonna turn out a lot like the Alabama game. I think it's just gonna be back and forth, forty five, forty two, something like that, you know, forty two, thirty eight, something like that. that. I think it gets to there, like I think it's like 80. Um, Eagles, Eagles should be Johnny. checking out this game. No, Jeff, for uh, some uh, town scouts, you know, maybe? Wide outs? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> CD Lamb would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, they should also be watching uh, Jerry Judy uh, and, and Ruggs and all those guys. In, in the, they're not going to get Jerry Judy, but Ruggs. Uh, I'll tell you yeah. a guy, Donnie. This is someone that I wanted – have you seen that kid Michael Pittman at at USC? Have you seen sure. that kid? Yes. He he's I'll a highly what, rated kid out of high school too. He's not he's not that burner that I think we'd yeah. want, but I tell you, man, I mean, he is a big kid. You want to go high point that ball one on one? You want to throw it up to a guy one on one? Yeah, Pittman's got that. Ball. And the the thing with them is, and why I like them, they love Pac-12 players at receiver. They like yeah. they love Pac-12 players. So <laughs> Michael Pittman might be the guy. By the way, yeah. EMU has just scored. Uh, they're up twenty. By the way, they were twelve point underdogs in this game. Yes, they they're were twenty seventh with eleven to go. 
Yeah. Um, Dottie, let's talk NFL. Um, yes. I, I want to start my uh, pick that I'm looking towards Go. Uh, this let's week. I haven't bet it yet, but mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, I like the Washington Redskins this week, uh, mm-hmm. plus 11 and a half against the Cowboys. But listen, Donnie, the truth of the matter is Jason Garrett is a, is a walking corpse. I mean, he is gone. Uh, he has been a terrific favorite in his career. And if you are a road dog against Jason Garrett teams, your ROI since he's become the coach is like 27%. I mean, Jason Garrett is a joke. And this team is not – why is this team laying double digits? Case Keenum's the best quarterback Washington has. And did I miss the fucking point, Donnie, where Dallas became some shutdown team over the last week? This team stinks. And I'll tell you right now, I have no problem grabbing 10 and a half, 11, 11, whatever it is. And if this game's 35-17, I salute. I don't care. But there's no fucking way – I'm betting on Dallas here. I'm just not. In fact, I'm taking the other side. Donnie's 64% win percentage, fading Jason Garrett as a home favorite in his career. That is sparkling. Yeah, no, you, you got a lot of things that you're bringing up. The only problem with Washington is, and I do, and, and I, always, I always get in arguments with people on Twitter because they always think I'm giving like backhanded slaps where every time like Dwayne Haskins goes down, I say, boy, if you bet Washington, this is a real bonus and people don't understand. And I say, you can look at the whole season. Don't just look at, you know, two home games versus really shit secondaries and the Eagles and I forget the, the Giants or whoever, whoever that they dominated against. But the only problem I have with Washington in this game winning is Terry McLaren probably isn't going to play in this game, hasn't practiced all week, still in concussion protocol. I don't know if you run him out there for a meaningless game. Landon Collins looks like he's probably not going to go. Adrian Peterson might not go in this game. They are really nicked up. But then again, you still, you're right. Dallas's defense leaves a lot to be desired. But before I bet Washington, I would just make sure, I need Terry McLaren in that game. If he doesn't play, I don't know who scores for Washington. I said that same thing, Donnie, when yeah. – the Eagles played Washington. I said, well, if you could just shut down McLaurin, who's going to beat you? And then Steven Sims beats you. And, you know, God knows who else. Who's even on that team? I don't even know. But, uh, listen, the Cowboys, look, while they may win, there's no way I'm looking to bet them. I just can't. I mean, if the line was two and a half, well, sure, I'm interested. But, um, you know, McLaurin, a young guy, uh, what's his what's his injury, Donnie? I, I didn't even look he's, got, he's, he's out with a concussion. He got concussed, okay. like, really late in the game last week. Hasn't practiced or cleared the protocol. But there is something that leaves you a little bit of hope because McLaren is only like, what was it, 50 or 60, 70 yards away from a 1,000-yard season. They would like to get him that, but it's one of those things. Are we running him out there? Like Daniel Snyder says, don't let him play like he made sure Haskins didn't come back into the game the other day, something like that. Well, I mean, not for nothing, and I, I, I just want to make this clear. I don't hate their receivers. Like, I really don't. Like, Harmon's pretty decent. Sims is okay. I mean – I, I don't know. I mean, we know they're, like, devoid of weapons, but, I mean, the Cowboys are real. And, Donnie, what's one thing about the the Redskins that's actually pretty legitimate? Their defense isn't that bad. I mean, they're, they're, their front seven is pretty good, actually. Well, the bottom uh, really – the, the problem with the – the bottom fell out when they lost um, – they lost uh, – um, not Fabian Moreau. Who's the, the really good – Quentin Dunbar is out on IR. In the last two weeks, three weeks, they've really let up outside because they actually had that full defense going – in Green Bay and held Green Bay down. That's the week they lost Kerrigan, they lost Moreau, they lost uh, – yeah. What's one thing about the – what's one thing about the Cowboys we know? 
We know they move the ball, but they don't score touchdowns. You get you get to stop one or two times in a red zone. Uh, look, I know, again, as I said, if this was two and a half or three, then I'd say, yeah. okay, you know what, you're right. But this is double digits in the NFL with a team that just does not cover. Uh, this is one I'm definitely keeping my eye on. Uh, we have some teams, Donnie, that are resting starters. It's been made clear that the Baltimore Ravens will, will rest mm-hmm. players. Um, I, I've heard recent reports that like Lamar Jackson might play a series or two, but I don't know what point that would make. Uh, Mark Ingram's not playing, Earl Thomas, Marshall Yonda, Brandon Williams, uh, all could be out here. Uh, you said on Twitter that you didn't think mm-hmm. the Steelers could beat the Ravens even without Lamar Jackson. I, I'm going to disagree with you. Look, at the end of the day, this team, uh, let me just say this, this team has been really good, Donnie, against the spread. Really good. Um, really, ever since they got um, Mika Fitzpatrick. You look at in weeks three through 16. Which yeah, is, but you going can't to... look that early. I mean, they're a completely different ball club on offense okay. now. I mean, they are so true, injured. True. Yeah. But, but even recently, I'm not even talking about their offense. Like, yeah. look at their defense. Like, their defense has been really good, dude. It is. They're 9 and 4 against the spread since week three. 9 and 4. A lot of those games are covering as dogs. This is a. I mean, Donnie, it's, it's fucking Robert Griffin. I mean, that, that's your quarterback this week. But he's better. I mean, he, the but they have a better quarterback than, than the Steelers do. That's what the hilarious thing about it is. I don't know. I mean, like, the, like, it, like, because I watch, I made sure, because I even, bet, I bet the team total last week with the Steelers. And when Mason Rudolph, if Mason Rudolph played this game was healthy, they would beat the Baltimore Ravens. But Duck Hodges is so, he's not an NFL quarterback at all. And it was so apparent last week. He was atrocious again. Like, what, seven picks in two weeks? And then I was like, all right. Because if you watch the game versus the Jets, one of the bright spots early on was like, wow, look at that. James Conner looks like he's got the burst back. He looks really good. He goes down with injury, and he's not going to play this week. I don't know how they score, Jeff. That's the whole issue. Like, if I need them to go on the road and win this football game, I don't know how they get to 14 points. I'll tell you, though, under looks pretty damn good in this game. You're right, because what, uh, what are they going to do for the Steelers? Steelers are going to play this game going, let's just not make a mistake and see if they'll bench more starters. That's that's your your path. This should be an easy win for the Steelers. It really should. You got to wonder, make if it's Patrick's probably going to want to play against his old you know, his old team, I guess. Uh, you'll keep him in there, obviously. But Their D is going to be really good. Yeah. Their D is, the Pittsburgh D is going to be awesome, just like they've been. I mean, look look at the last five games, Jeff. 158 in there, 173, 165, 131, 174. Like, you should be clocking teams. And then you see last week, 10 points against the Jets, 10 points against Buffalo. And you know what the common denominator is that? Duck Hodges sucks. Mason Rudolph comes in the game, Jeff, down 10 nothing. Blink of an eye, it's 10-10. I'm like, yo, they're going to win this game, and they're going to get my team total. He gets hurt. Duck Hodges comes in, and he can't even catch the snap. I was like, good lord. By the way, Fitzpatrick doesn't didn't play on the uh, Ravens. What am I saying? My fault. Um, <laughs> either way, though, I, I don't know if we'll see Marcus Peters a ton in the second half in this game. And, you know, no, the defense, and you shouldn't. Think, you, kind of, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. – you can't bench everybody in the NFL. But you have like seven inactives to start the game, which you're going to pick like left tackle, right tackle, quarterback. You know, Ingram's not going to play. And then on defense, you have like, you know, five DBs active. They might get a first quarter. There's no way in hell you're putting Peters out there and Jimmy Smith like in the second half. If the Steelers, they really should. If, again, I purpose of saying, Jeff, anybody but Duck Hodges, I'm riding Steelers. Like, I love, like, oh my God, yes. Donnie, let's take one more break, and we got a special Go. guest on the other side. We'll be back right after this. 
Hey guys, Donnie here with RightWager.com. If you're looking for the best sports handicapping service in the business, there's only one choice, and that's RightWager.com. NFL, college basketball, Major League Baseball, and much more. 100% verified, all by third party. No hijinks on the website, no Google Docs spreadsheets that can be updated and changed. Strictly through handicappers, watchdog, and capper tech, we've been online for almost a decade. Come on, join the team at RightWager.com. The NFL is winding down. Some big money to be made in the playoffs right through to the Super Bowl. And we start our college basketball season in January. So join the team here at RightWager.com. What side are you on? Welcome back to the Don't Tease Me Bro Podcast. Donnie, you know how to you know how to bring back the commercial with that song. I'm a boss. Would be Bill, not Philly. Philly in the building. We are Philly people. And this next caller is a Philly guy too, Donnie. He's risen to stardom in this city, and we want to get his opinion on this week's Eagle game, a big Eagle game. Let's bring in the the man, the myth, the legend, the Philly sports tattoo guy. Rob Dunphy. Rob Dunphy, how you doing, buddy? What's up, bro? How you doing, dude? Doing good. Good to hear doing from good. you, Dom. Good to hear from you. You know, my partner, Donnie Wrightside, uh, posted a picture of you on first take. Well, first we have to ask, how did Molly Karam look in person? Dude, she's smoking, bro. Yeah, she's, she's definitely a lot uh, definitely a lot better looking in person than uh, on TV. Not that she looks bad on TV, but she looks even better in person, so... Good stuff. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, this is the guy that uh, Donnie. I know you you find that fascinating. This is the guy that uh, you know has all the tattoos. He's got the Philly fanatic. Really a really a great uh, really great tattoos. I mean, you got to shout your tattoo guy. Who's your tattoo guy, Dumpy? By the way, his name is Mike Nemo. He uh, tattoos out of Inkwell two one five in uh, Mayfair area. Jeff, now you got a, Jeff, you got a nice canvas that you can start working on over there, Jeff. Come on now. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I, I'm not a listen. I'm not a tattoo guy personally, but a friend of mine actually has some great tattoos, and they actually reminded me of. Uh, when are you going to get the tattoos finished, Dumpy? A couple of them um, you have. He's pretty booked. He gets booked like two, three months in advance, and uh, we were going to just. I was going to hop in whenever someone canceled and. Just unfortunate that this year no one really canceled. And <laughs> usually around Christmas is when people cancel a lot with like money issues and stuff like that. And he was saying nobody was really canceling, so it was unfortunate. So I might have to just make an appointment just in case. So I don't want this to keep to to keep delaying it. But um, wait a second, someone wait, wait. whatever. This, this guy's, guy's a superstar, a, Jeff. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, this yeah. guy's got to get in right away. If, Who's this if guy I push, about? if he, I push for it, I'm sure I could, but. I'm not really in no rush. Plus, I don't feel too good. So, <laughs> uh, sensitive area. Well, job, yeah. Let me ask you, Dom. Do you, do you know how many pictures you've taken with people? Like, do you, do you like? I'm not going to say like Donnie knows. Like, I'm kind of. I, occasionally, people come up to me and they're like, oh, "I know you. I saw you on, you know, Barstool or wherever. I listened to your show right. and I like 
it or whatever. But like you get like how many times a day do people come up to you? A lot? Every day. Every single day. No matter where I'm at. Like I I can go to my Wawa in the neighborhood, people know who I am. Target, people know who I am. And like some people like when I'm at to eat they won't ask me. Like it's kinda of they how they treat me how they you would like a normal like celebrity, I guess. I mean I get treated like so well though in Philly, dude. It's it's crazy. Like I'm just like a I'm just like everybody else. I'm a huge fan of all Philly sports besides people look at me a little different and I mean it's it, it's it's definitely cool the way the way people uh, you gotta look, look forward, at me. Like, you like gotta that. look forward to your your stardom this summer because then you you know, wearing a shirt's like not nor- like normal. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. don't wear shirts. Like you gotta right. go down the sh- this shore on the boardwalk down the shore this summer, you're gonna be popping, dude. Dude, you're right. I didn't even like think of something like that. It's just that I walk around with my shirt off like no matter what all the time. Like I didn't okay. I don't care, obviously. And so like on the boardwalk, like I would do it then too, but now people know who I am, so now it's gonna be like I might have to put a shirt on actually. <laughs> because if not, like <laughs> oh, I have two kids, so we might be able to not get anything oh, yeah. done. Yeah, no, that's true. That's going to be interesting. You're going to be like the fucking situation or something on the boardwalk when they would <laughs> walk on a boardwalk. Let me ask you, uh, Donfi, uh, real quick with, with the, the shirt off kind of thing. Obviously, Donnie, it's cold right now. It's, you know, it's yes. cold weather. Correct. I remember yep. my, mother, my mother would tell me, don't walk to the bus with shorts on or no sh- no coat on. Have you gotten sick a lot more than usual or, or, or no? No. Uh, my whole life, bro, I had a good immune system, honestly. Um to, to be completely honest, like I always, I wear shorts year round. Um, like if I put pants on, bro, I start sweating. Like it's ridiculous. That's a big time I'll start fat sweating guy. immediately. And yeah. um, like even when I was like younger, like I always wore shorts. I would wear like just one hoodie. Like I won't wear like a jacket. Like I won't wear nothing crazy because I would, I would literally start sweating. And then um, but yeah, no, I don't. I haven't got sick at all. Um, not even a little bit. I haven't got sick in like almost two years. Damn, that's crazy. I would have thought you would have got sick like extra. <laughs> yeah, people, uh, no, people, what are you saying, Jeff? People like hugging on Buffalo him and putting game. their hands on him? After the yeah, Buffalo game, I thought just... I was going to get sick. I thought I was going to get sick after yeah. the Buffalo game. It was pouring, dude. I was soaked. Um, I lost my car. I mean, I lost my, uh, my my shirt. And when I get to the car, my buddies weren't there. So I couldn't even – I had to meet them at the bar because I was still taking pictures with everybody at the game. I'm like, yo, just go to the car. I'll meet you there or whatever. So I get to the car. They're not there. My phone's at 1%. I finally get a text. They're like, yo, we're at this bar. So I went to the bar up the street, and I found them. They weren't letting me in with a shirt. So some dude gave me his jacket. It was like an extra large. I walk in there like Tommy Boy. Put the shirt on and go in there. I get their keys, dude, and I drove home. Like, I was shivering, bro. Like, I was – dude, my whole yeah. pants were soaked. But, um, yeah, I thought I was going to get sick that game. You got quite the immune system. That's pretty special. Yeah, no, I thought with just like you know the fact that you're outside a lot and you have no shirt on, plus you're right. you know you're around you know people hugging you and touching you. And I'm big on yeah. like like Donnie knows this. Like, don't fucking touch me. I don't want you touching <laughs> me. Don't touch me. And you know, other than like if I tell you to touch me, like I hug you or something. But yeah, dude, you're right. living it up, man. That's good shit. You're uh, you're are you, Donnie. Is he the most famous Eagle fan? You think? It's, I mean, it's a rapid descent right now. I mean, you can't get anywhere where it's like, hey, man, even if you're looking at, like, the AP stories, he's in every AP story, and rightfully so, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, I you, you've got to be probably the most – I mean, I would think at this point. I mean, Kevin Hart fucking sucks. So, I mean, you're definitely bro, above him. I fucking hate him, bro. <laughs> I love, He's hilarious. He's a good comedian. 
I cannot stand him outside of that. He's so yeah, fucking he's, fake when it comes to Philly sports, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Now it's, it's I mean, really Jeff, Jeff Rob already way better than shoulder pad Sean, right? Oh, yeah, Sean Young's lame, too. <laughs> yeah, no, you're way better than that guy. Uh, yeah, dude, Kevin Hart's like, he's one of those Philly guys, like, where, like, where was I didn't he even season? know. Now he's on first take. No, exactly. I, I know. I didn't even know he was from Philly until, like, someone pointed out. He's like Little Uzi Vert. Like, I didn't even know Little Uzi Vert was from Philly until someone told me. They're like, yo, Little Uzi Vert's from Philly. I said, what do you mean he's from Philly? I didn't know that. They're like, oh, yeah, he's from Philly. Same Ethan with Kyle Diamond, Lowry. Yeah. Fucking Kyle Lowry's all of a sudden from North Philly all of a sudden. Like, when did that – I mean – Yeah, he grew up in Albany. I knew I knew that because yeah, he's kind well, of like, – but I know he's like four or five years older than me. And he went to uh, – yeah. he, went, he went to what he called um, – Villanova. I can't figure it out. The high school. It closed. Where did he go? Roman Catholic? I don't even know where he went. Where did he go? Did he go somewhere in Philly? Yeah. I can't think of the fucking name of it. It closed the same year as my high school closed. Um, I'm yeah, trying I, to I think. I, I'll look it up here. He went to uh, Cardinal Dockery. Cardinal Dockery. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, Dumpy, you're from Mayfair, Tacony. Where are you from? I'm kind of near Tacony. Um, I grew up in Harrogate. It's right next to Kensington. Um, yep. No one really knows where Harrogate is, so you always bring up Kensington. It's like right there. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Bridesburg. That's where I live now. Uh, I moved there when I was like six, fifteen, maybe, 14, 15. And I've been here basically ever since. I lived in Tacony for like two years, and my first place I got. Then I moved back to Bridesburg. It's right by the Betsy Rolls Bridge. Dude, you gotta rep Kensington though. That's fucking kind of ill that you're from Kensington. You gotta be like you, <laughs> my the whole king family from Kensington. Kensington. They all rep it. That's that's fucking great. Dude. You're like the most famous guy from Kensington ever. We need some good coming yeah. out of Kensington. Eddie you, Alvarez. Oh yeah, Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez you and him. Yeah, you you and him are like the two good things that came out. You gotta rep that. Kensington needs something good, dude. Yeah. You could be the next Kendo's big thing. Baby. Yeah, uh, Dumphy, uh, obviously we know you think the Eagles are going to win this week. Um, on this show, though, uh, we're all about the point spreads. We look and see whether T could cover the number or not. Uh, you gotta be, you got to admit to yourself, I know you're a big Eagle guy and you want to say everything good and, and whatever. Uh, by the way, are you like a, a legitimate, like, you know, do you ever say, like, you don't think the Eagles are going to win? Do you ever do that? I'm, I'm a homer to an extent. Like, I love the Eagles. I always cheer for them. I always look at the positive. Well, I've called – the Falcons loss. I've called the Detroit Lions loss, and okay. we'll see how Patriots in Seattle. I bet all four. I bet against them all four games. Um, I've been pretty spot on all games uh, all season this year. The two games I missed was Miami Dolphins. I didn't see that one coming, and the Bears. No. I called them blowing the Bears out, which they only won the game by like six or seven or something like that. So, so you've been the pretty on point. I've been pretty on point. I, I have okay. mixed feelings week. About this game, um, I'm a gambling man myself, so uh, I'm always looking at spreads too. And it hasn't moved. I don't know which way the money's going. I can only assume it's being laid on the Eagles, and it still hasn't moved. Um, I try not to look into too much that, into look into that too much, but um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I do. I think uh, Giants are going to come out early, score. Um, they're they're both coming off a high. That, that that was messing me up for a little bit. I look into that sometimes to see if a team's coming off a big win and they might come out slow the next week, which they're both coming off a big win. But the Giants came that overtime win. Uh, 
But um, I think it's going to be like a 31-28 kind of game. I think the Giants are going to cover that four and a half. I do. I think it's going to be a really close game. Donnie, I, I don't understand mm-hmm. this total. I told you that earlier this week. It was 46. Now it's down to 44 and a half. I, I guess without Zach Hurts, I guess the market thinks that the Eagles are just going to falter and not be able to score points. But we've talked about it all year. This Giants defense is a complete mess at the back. They have no pass rushers. They have nothing. Don't be mentioned the point spread at four, four and a half. I mean, at one point, Donnie, this week, it was at five. Now it's down to four. It's kind of been back and forth between four and a half and four. The number coming down obviously doesn't – it does concern me uh, considerably. As this week goes on more and more, I think this is a game, like Dunphy says, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I do not trust the Eagles' defense on the road, especially against Daniel Jones, not Eli Manning anymore. Uh, Saquon Barkley's playing at a high level. Um I kind of agree with Dunphy. I think it's a close game. I think the over is the best play. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with it as well because when you look at the points, I, I can certainly see it being close at the end of the game because I don't think the Eagles are really capable of blowing a team out. But even when you see, like, even if Zach Ertz sits out, Jeff, like, how, like, when we think about the Giants game, right, the Eagles were pathetic. They had 418 yards of offense versus the Giants in that game, and that's when everybody got hurt. We had one wide receiver in Boston Scott. So now you're coming in at least maybe get Lane Johnson back. Maybe Zach Ertz does play, but your wide receivers are more ingrained. Miles Sanders looks like an animal. And the Eagles' front seven should be able to get after the Giants. I agree. There should be points because even last week, Jeff, almost 450 yards versus of offense versus the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Eagles will move the football because I think the Giants' defense is that porous. I think the Eagles are a little bit of an upgrade on defense over the Giants. I think Carson Wentz will have a really big football game. And look, the Giants aren't playing for anything. Oh, we're going to play spoiler. Are you kidding me? If that football team's like Next week, we're golfing, we're on vacation, we're going to Vegas, and I'm signing a new contract. I can't get hurt. Eagles are playing for so much more. They should win this football game. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I, think that, I agree. Yeah. I agree with a lot of things you both said. Um, I definitely think they're going to win this game. Carson's too hot right now. Um, I'm looking for Dallas Goddard to continue to stay hot as well because we've seen Goddard. He's obviously our best target all season, and they just couldn't cover him in the second half. Early in the second half, he came out hot. And then the second half, he had that touchdown. He had a big catches on the, in the in the red zone. Same with Goddard. He was having big catches. It seems like they couldn't stick him neither. I'm thinking um, the way we're moving the ball, like with the play actions and putting the ball outside to Sanders, to Scott, to Greg Ward, even Ortega Whiteside had a couple catches. Um, Carson's just too hot right now. I don't think they're able to slow the offense down. And uh, Darby's not playing, so Slayton shouldn't be putting up 150 yards again, whatever he did <laughs> last time. So, um, yeah, Saquon, he's going to be a problem. I mean, we shut Zeke down, so it's possible. But like you said, the Eagles defense on the road just isn't the same. Um, Daniel Jones is obviously better than Eli Manning. They got a lot of weapons. And like you said on defense, Jeff said, their defense is terrible. It really is. And I think their best player on defense is Alec Ogletree, and he's out. He's not even playing, which I don't think he's going to play. They're not going to. Coming back, he has a, like a back injury, and then same with their corner, um, Beal or something like that. I think he has like a neck injury he got this week, so they're a little banged up on defense even more than what they were. So they have nothing to play for. So I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles did uh, win by more than four and a half. But if I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a close game, high scoring, 
like 31, 28, 30, 27, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, Donnie, we've team. talked about it. This is not a good road team, the Eagles. They're a different team mm-hmm. on the road as opposed to at home. Um, but, again, the Giants are a complete mess at home as well, 2-5 and five this year as a home underdog. So, um, or I'm sorry, 0-4 is a home underdog. They're 2-5 and five overall as a home uh, team. So, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think we all agree that the Eagles will win. Um, yeah. I think it's good to get a little tougher than we might think, though. Uh, Dunphy, before we let you go, it's good to hear from you, man. We'll, maybe we'll get you on uh, again this season uh, before the uh, – hopefully the end. Hopefully it's not next week. Um, right. Who's your player of the week this week? Is it going to be Dallas Goddard? You think Goddard has a big day? Obviously with uh, the renewed uh, confidence in him and the fact that uh, no Zach Ertz, he's probably going to get a lot of targets this week. Yeah, he's uh he's my player of the week actually. I was gonna address that. Yeah, I like Goddard to have a huge week. I think he actually has over 100 receiving yards this week. I think he's yeah, gonna well, eat. So I I I totally agree with you. Uh, the kid has good rapport with Carson. I think. Uh, before we go, uh, I, I got a question for you, Dumphy. Are you related to Fran Dumphy or no? <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not related to Dumphy Ford neither. I'm just okay. Just a kid from Kansas. <laughs> No, Dumphy's a pretty popular no, I name get it in a lot. Yeah, I yeah. get it a lot. There's actually a real estate agency uh, called Dumphy Sales, too, which I'm not related to either. It, it's good you're not related to Fran Dumphy. He's not real liked around our show here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Rob Dumphy, you can find him on Twitter. He's the Philly sports tattoo guy. He's a good follow. I'll tell you what, Donnie. Uh, I've listened to his podcast, Fly mm-hmm. High Pod. It's an Eagles podcast. Does it with a friend of his. A really good show. They. I tell you one thing I love about Dunphy. I, I love people that care about other people. They they try to take care of others. And I, one thing I respect about you is you've used your platform for good. I know every time I see you, you're you're doing a toy drive or you're you're trying to support a charity. Um, that that's how life is. That's what life's all about. Uh, and I'm glad that you're doing it and going out and trying to help people on, on a platform because the platform is there to, to do that. So go follow Dumphy at fly high pod. That's his podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Dumphy underscore two one five. Dumphy, you're the man. Uh, I hope, I hope to get down there to do your show soon. Uh, I know you guys are having some Christmas stuff, whatever. So hopefully I can get on the show soon, man. You're the best. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me on. And uh, yeah, Keep uh keep following us. We're gonna do a lot of other stuff. I was hoping to do some kind of coat drive coming up. Uh, so it's been a little jammed up. I want to want to continue to keep like you said using my little bit of platform that I got to try to give back. So just try to keep doing as much positive as I can. Hey, by the way, uh, before we go, uh, uh, I know I saw you did something with Anthony Gargano the other week at uh, Park Casino. Uh, I have a long history with Anthony Gargano. I know well. How'd you enjoy him? He's a good guy, right? Yeah, he's a really good guy. He's really uh he's 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 awesome. He was going up to everybody. He's a really lovable person. You can tell. I mean, he no not not everyone's perfect with their sports takes. I know a lot of people get dogged, but uh but yeah, he he was a great dude and he was going up to everybody. He's just showing everybody a bunch of love. So, that was cool. A lot of people were asking for pictures and he would just sit down and talk to them. So, that was pretty cool. Donnie, it's Rob Dunphy's world around here. We're all just living in it. Rob, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, go Eagles. All right. Yeah, go Eagles. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Rob. Awesome. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Jeff, you gave me a follow before the show. Followed him back, and uh, 
There we go. We'll have some fun with this. It's all Philadelphia love, right? It's what we do. Oh, yeah. We got we to shout yeah. it out. And, and he's like I said, he's doing a great job. I mean, yeah. some people just, you know, they get a little have fun with him. Yeah, have some fun yeah. with it, man. Get after it. And he's a straight Philly guy, man. You know, he's he still lives up there. He does his thing. They do, a, they do their show from, like, a bar in the neighborhood. Like, he's a good dude, man. He's a nice guy. I'm glad he's like, having some success. Uh, Donnie, uh, I agree with this take, though. I think it's a 30, 27, you know. Yes. What, that, like, this, is, this isn't one of those, Jeff, where we just sit back at 1 o'clock and by one thirty, it's like, man, I can't wait to play Seattle next week. This is one of those where you might have to go live on Twitter a few times to say how much you hate this football team, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> listen, I think they win, but I'm blown away this total's going down. I don't understand it. Uh, I just, I just don't. Um, Donnie, we got just a little bit of time left here. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a ton of shows this week, but I'll tell you, I thought this was one of our best yeah. shows we've done. Fun uh, time. We gave out our picks. What's your, what's your pick in the college football playoff? What's your favorite one? There? I like Clemson. About I'm going I'm to do a video play because I know Jeff. I do. We, we both do some things with uh, Public Sports Radio. I'm going to put out a nice one on Saturday morning for, for uh, Clemson. I'm going to break it down exactly why I like the football game. But I've been on Clemson all year. I've been telling you the same thing. I don't think it stops. And just hearing, you know, Fields isn't still 100% right just only adds to it for me. But as a sports weekend, Jeff. You got a full plate of college basketball Saturday. You're going to have NBA. You're going to have the college football playoff. Then you roll in the week 17, no bye weeks. Everybody playing for something. The NFL lining up teams to play at the identical times to keep it fun. That's awesome. We love all of you. We'll be back on Sunday night to relive it all. We'll get involved with the playoffs, too. We'll, our playoffs will be met, and we'll be ready to go. We'll have our college football playoff done. We'll see you Sunday here on the Don't Tease Me Bird Podcast. Have a good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast Sunday through Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. As you know, we cover it all. But if you do need some more, follow Jeff Nadu on Twitter at Jeff Nadu and also get his work at DMOCWins.com. If you would like to track Donnie, check him out on Twitter at Right Side VP and also his work at Right